There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 64 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 8 of season 2 of The Expanse. Squee! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know how hard it was to tweet The Magicians, which is on right before this? When yeah. Every time I kept tweeting, something came up about The magi- or about Expanse and Amos. I just right. kept seeing pictures of Amos, and I'm like, okay, stay on target. <laughs> Just do magicians right now. I'm like, damn you, Wes Chatham. Why do you keep popping up that damn handsome face? It makes me wonder what the hell is going to happen, though. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sci-fi, you're killing me. You guys are awesome. You guys do so much. Yeah. It was amazing that the event that brought so many people together only a few episodes before is now the igniter of various forms of self-interest. Oh, God. They are... They're hurting my soul right now. And oh, yeah. I know you guys have watched this, obviously. That's why you're listening, because that would be really weird that you listen before you watch it. But, you yes. know, hey, I mean, if you like to be spoiled, have at it. <laughs> but with everything happening, and I'm like, yes, everybody's coming together. Then I'm like, damn it, everybody's falling apart. Can't deal with this. <laughs> so before my anger and rage goes out of control, why don't we talk about ratings news, Steve? All right. For episode eight, we had a 0.13 rating in adults 18 to 49 with 0.46 million viewers, dropping us to 103rd in cable shows for the night. But episode five, the live plus seven days, we tied for ninth in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.5 for an increase of 150%. We were 19th in viewers percentage, going from Point zero point six zero one to one point two four one million viewers for an increase of a hundred and six percent. That's a lot of people. Yes, it is. So we definitely know that some of those that are switching over and watching Legion, or at least DVRing it and watching it that night, or uh-huh. at least within the next week. That's because, again, I said it with with our last episode of Magicians. Not exactly a family-friendly kind of show. Right. (laughs) I don't think you're going to sit there with your kids and watch Frozen the same way you're going to sit there and watch The Expanse. So No, not at all. No. And we do have a little bit more news uh, from Den of Geek. With overwhelming positive reception from both viewers and critics, it's no surprise that The Expanse Season 3 has become a reality. The space drama has wowed fans with its complex characters, its political intrigue, its attention to scientific authenticity, and its stunningly good visual effects. And with several more books in the series that inspired the show, there's plenty more source material for the adaptation to explore in future seasons. The Expanse is a gorgeous, thrilling, emotional series that has quite simply raised the bar for science fiction on television, said Chris McCumber, 
president, Entertainment Networks for NBC Universal Cable Entertainment. We, along with the fans, are looking forward to continuing the journey with our partners at Alcon Television Group and the series' brilliant cast and crew. Season 2 is nearing its close and has just broken into material from the second of six Corey books, Caliban's War. Although The Expanse has been remarkably faithful to the novels, there have been plenty of changes that keep even the readers guessing. The show continues its current run on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi, but we can look forward to Season 3 in 2018. Oh my gosh. So this, seriously, it's only into the second book. Now, you never know because they put so much into the shows. Right. So that's crazy that there could be that many more books. Yeah, we might get 10 out of this one. Oh my gosh, that's amazing though. I love it. Love it. And of course, we'll keep you updated because Steve and I are definitely glued to the set with this. And fingers crossed, you know, we'll uh, manage to get into some press rooms in the future this year and hopefully they will be there. All right, let's jump into episode eight, Pyre. Naomi tracks down signs of the protomolecule. Fred Johnson's control over the OPA collapses. That is the simplest, <laughs> the simplest possible explanation for this episode ever. Right. Because <laughs> this episode was like nothing I've seen because it seemed so complex with everybody seemingly lying to each other. Yes. But at the same time, you don't know if everybody is lying. I mean, we know Naomi has not told Holden everything. And Holden admitted that he hadn't told Naomi everything. But he finally came clean. And let me tell you, when she actually calls him Jim, I was like, who's she talking to? Oh, my God. Yeah, him. (laughs) Because it's like she always says Holden. Right. And so that was it just kind of threw me. I know that was weird. But I'm like, who the? Oh, yeah, him. That's his first name. That's right. But all the craziness. I mean, Amos has been MIA. And then when we do see him, he just looks like total schnackle. And you have Alex, who is, of course, trying to figure out what's going on with everything else and and come to terms with his own crap. Naomi, Johnson, Drummer. It's crazy. Everybody's got something. It felt almost on the edge of a soap opera in regards (laughs) to all of the the secrets. Yeah, the deception going on. Yes. We see the same thing playing out on Tycho Station that we see playing out on Earth. Yes. And you go, okay, who's the good guy here? (laughs) Help. But I do want to say I missed one favorite character in this episode. Yes. Avasalara was nowhere to be found this episode. No, she was not. Neither was Bobby. Yes. You know, Avasalara is kind of my fave. She's my my fangirl crush. She's (laughs) awesome. But... Interesting, because we don't know what's happening. This was pretty much all Tycho. And yes, it was. We we had some ships. An unknown ship, I should say. Right. Because we never did get the name. No. Because we open, and so before I jump into a person, let me tell everybody. We open with finally seeing what was happening inside that dome, that geodome. And we see the little girl waving. Well, that was actually a little girl. It wasn't somebody, like, waving for help. Right. We weren't <laughs> sure last time. And next thing you know, we see a man who's, like, tending the vegetables in the hydroponics area. And he looks up, and one of the giant mirrors that we've seen shot down last time are coming down on him. And then fade to black, he wakes up. Big cut on his head. Doesn't know what's going on. My first words would have been, where am I? What happened? 
Right. And he just looks around like he knew exactly what, what happened. So obviously there was that jump that he knew, but we didn't. So. Right. Yes. Yes. He, he does later kind of describe a little bit that yes, he, he woke up. They, they got him up and he couldn't find May and. Who was his daughter. Yes. And there was a, assumably another. I don't know. What were they saying? They were, they're not scientists. They were like the gardeners basically, but it was, it yeah, was a much more culturist. I'll say a much more technical term. <laughs> yeah. Agriculturist or yeah. something. And she had helped get him off the station. You seen that he had a big giant cut in his head and like the staples. Right. And okay. Why are they focusing on this guy? There's got to be a big thing about this, right? Because they oh, don't just yeah. throw red herrings to us, at least not too right. often. No. I felt very Scooby-Doo there. That was just a red herring. <laughs> but what freaked me out is when he does kind of come to, he takes something out of his pants, because he's cargo pants. Apparently, they're still a thing in the future. Right. <laughs> like, opens it, looks, but not opening this container all the way, and you see, like, a light, and then he closes it and put it, puts it away. I'm like, son of a bitch! Yeah, what's that? I'm like, they had the protomolecule. That's what I was thinking here. And I'm right. cussing up a storm watching this going, who is this guy? What crap is he pulling? I can't feel sorry anymore. Right. Till I know what's what's happening. I was just mad at him because I didn't know what it was, what he was doing. Right. But things get weirder. Yeah. Surprisingly. Because he wanders around calling for his daughter and one of his colleagues calls him over and she basically tells him what she knows that. Yes, the May was supposed to be going to a doctor's appointment, and that section was completely destroyed, so more than likely May is dead. Which is just sad, because she also tells the poor man, well, they had to put you in a coma to save your life. Right. And and we had to get you here. But to not just have basically your entire life, because he says he grew up there. Yeah. Just completely destroyed in, like, one fell swoop. Your daughter is gone and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And, and I know, I know that what's her name? Doris. Yes. Met well, but she's like, we can start over. You can come with me to Mars. I have family there. We can, we can start over and, you know, we can take care of each other. And I'm like, he just lost his daughter and his entire life. Maybe you need to pump the brakes because I feel like <laughs> this is a bit fast and you're like hitting on him already, even though right. that's not what it is. And I get it, but. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I actually considered that maybe Doris was his ex-wife and the mother of May. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. The way he pulled back when she grabbed his hand, it was that just kind of. But of course, if she would have been the mother, you would have think she would have been just as distraught as Ming was. Right. But he he just seemed like. That was his world. and Right. And she, it didn't seem to bother her as much, so that's when I said, no, this can't be May's mother. Plus the fact that, you know, he's like, I, I grew up there. I was born there. Right. You know, like, she didn't know that. So, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to vote against that idea. Right. But maybe at she one point they dated once or twice more, or something. Yeah, she's apparently very interested in him, that's for sure. But that seems to be short-lived. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say this now, and I know I said it, I think, last season. He talked to Belter, like with that weird semi-Cajun, I can't quite understand you accent. 
Right. So I guess that's why they knew he was a belter. But later on, when the belters are talking, there was a point that I'm like, I have no idea. Can I get some damn subtitles? <laughs> because I just couldn't get it. I was like, uh, it's starting to give me that ice pick in the eye thing. Because I'm like, I don't right. know what they're saying. What saying. Exactly. So when yep. you have the super belters out there, can I get some? Maybe I need to put on the uh, subtitles or whatever. Something to right. help me out. <laughs> No, you just see what they're saying and how it's spelled and not <laughs> That's the <true>. English. <laughs> That's true. I'd be like, I'm even more confused now. Yeah. <laughs> but because he spoke Belter very well, that kind of saved him. Because yeah. whatever freighter they're on is like, all right, you got another one. I'm not even trying a Belter accent. You got another freighter coming to take you guys to Mars and Earth. So if you want on go... Inners. inners. I like the Thank way you. he called them inners. Yes. And so Mang's like, all right, I'll go with, we'll be competing for the same job. Ha ha ha. But right. basically it's like, I won't be alone. Right. And maybe he can rebuild his life somehow. But the guy stops him. Yes. And he's like, no, this for them only. And he, you know, she was like, well, I'll stay. And they didn't stop her. Like, had she decided to stay, I wonder if they would have let her stay. I don't think so. No, because he didn't no. move to stop her at all. Right, but the door closed before she could get through it. Well, I think Meng was like, oh, "I'll catch up. Don't worry. You know, you right. can go yeah, ahead yeah. of Ming, us." Right. And, I'll take the next ship. And uh, then it's you know, oh, we have to turn off gravity so they can dock. Blah blah blah. But that's not what happened. No. He they spaced them all. And yes. seriously, I. I was sitting there with my mouth just open yeah, because I couldn't believe that that happened. And that was in the first, what, five, ten minutes? Yes. And I was like, holy crap. And we get this great shot of her floating in space, trying to gra gasp for air. And it's just like, God. Just, uh, I have goosebumps right stick now. Stick a knife I'll tell in, you that. in <laughs> yes. I have goosebumps because that's exactly how I felt when it happened. And yes. trying to live tweet, I'm like, not what I expected. Not at no. all, because that was so quick that it happened. And somebody else, and I wish I had saved the tweet. I apologize. I hope you're listening, and I hope you know it's you. You can tell us. Had said, this is how they explain when they space people in the book. Right. That How it looks, how they're gasping. There's blood starting to come out of their ears. Right. Oh, my God. And it's not like, you know, some other shows where we see them explode. But I just could not get my head around this, that... They just do it. And the guy just looks at Meng and he's like, Belter's number one from now on. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? How is right. this man I'm... not going to have a total meltdown? You just spaced his friend, the person who <laughs> saved him. Right. And we see how much the Belt actually hates Earth and Mars. Which just, se I mean, I can't say it seems too strange, but they all came from there at some point. Right. But I mean, I guess it's kind of the same, like... You know, at some point, people hate the fact that, I don't know, self-hating is the only thing I can think of. If they're oppressed over a certain kind of group or, I don't right. know. It's it's like, I know what I want to say in my head, but I'm getting so flustered because the fact that they did this to all these people who had nothing to do with it. They were the ones growing food for everybody. Right. They were growing food for the belters. It didn't, it wasn't like, these are people in government. Exactly. And it just totally threw me that you would do this. To basically these these people who Innocent. were trying to help. Right. The only thing, the only thing that made me not completely disgusted 
was the fact that they did not have any children in there at that because right. had they done that with kids, I'd have probably completely lost my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. But right. thankfully, they did not do that. Yes. But at the same time, it looks... Well, no, she said the children were separated. Yes. And say, I was so. thinking that none of the children made it, which is still possible. Yes. But uh, I really hope that it doesn't come back that they spaced a bunch of kids, because I would lose my shit. <laughs> like, I don't know how you look at this and not be just appalled right but totally at the same time again this was tweeted out by a lot of people that all the weird political stuff going back and forth in this is really close to everything happening in real world i mean obviously they're not spacing people right but like just all the weird back and forth bickering and how long ago were the books written i mean they weren't that long ago but the fact that you can just have them so close like the parallels happening but then again you have had governments bickering back and forth about stupid crap forever. Yes, for centuries. And I just really was hoping that we can be kind of Star Trek-ish, move <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, and not be bickering over everything. Ah, right. All right, let's move on. Well, of course, Alex comes on the ship and Amos is sitting there looking up information about Apparently, this lady who took him in after his parents were killed and starts getting on Amos's case about not being down there helping people out. That's what we do when we're a civilization. We help people out. Great line by Alex. Right. But of course, Amos, yeah, Amos throws it right back in his face that, well, why aren't you helping your family? Okay. I thought we talked about it last season and i may be wrong i thought he said he left them but that we found out that they weren't alive am i wrong i think they're still alive see i couldn't i swear that we had talked about it and that it was they were gone and that's why i mean he left to join the navy right but that they weren't there and that's why i was thinking that's a real shit move if you're gonna say that to him Knowing that they're gone, but if they're actually there and he's they're, not, that makes me wonder more. Like I know he right. has a picture, but I just thought it was like you know he always was going to remember. Yeah, his for the memory, memory, yeah. But then it's like okay, maybe it is going to come out that they're actually gone, and that's why you know he's all gung ho with not even being on on planet. Right, that's, and it could be. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But God, that was such a shitty move on Amos's part. And then this whole time, I'm like, Amos is acting weird. Did he talk to the scientists and have whatever the scientists had done done to him? Because he is always to the job, whatever it takes. But this one, like the interactions with Alex seem even stranger because he's like, don't make me fight you because I will kill you. And who's going to drive the ship? Right. (laughs) And just the fact that he was that blunt about it made me think maybe he did this procedure. I think he wants to because whatever his deep-rooted issues are, are definitely a problem. Maybe you get therapy. Maybe we try that, Amos. Go that route first. Don't have a magnet to the head and have everything go away. It's too weird. Stop it. You're scaring me. Yeah, because basically it was the same thing that Amos and Miller got got into where Miller, he could have killed Miller. Mm Mm-hmm. And he got himself, that time it was Naomi who stopped him. This time he actually had to stop himself. 
Which was kind of interesting, again, because I was like, will he stop? And I think I've said right. that to you before. Yes, and we weren't sure that he could, if he was by himself, that he would stop. And but he did. That's why I was thinking, okay, if he had it done, because the guy had said, well, yeah, you lose emotion, but you're practical. And he's when he said the next line with who would be the one flying the ship, that's right. practical. So I'm like, oh, yeah. what? I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, you know, they ended up calling Amos in for a can of whoop ass because he's like all of a sudden in his space suit because of what's happening. Right. And when they show it, oh, my God, this was the best visual. Because he's yes. outside, he ends up popping up on like an elevator outside the station. He's upside down. Yeah. And he has, you know, he like grabs on and flips over so the mag boots catch on so he can do what he has to do outside the station. But um, first, I didn't quite understand why he had to be upside down, but I guess it depends on what part of the station he was on. And because they all have the, you know, artificial gravity. Right. So maybe he was right side up. Like when he went out, it just, when he comes out that section, he's upside down. It was just <laughs> weird. But I thought that was such an awesome effect that they had. Yes, it was absolutely fantastic. So we'll get back to what he was doing outside, I swear. Yes. But it was just a really cool effect. And, but for the most part of the episode, Amos looked kind of beat up. And poor Alex had some crazy hair here and there. But he was back on track. And then when we see Alex later, he takes a picture of his family and he, like, tucks it into his, his suit. Right. And he seems okay with everything. And I just feel like it's going to come out. I do. And then I'm going to yes. cry if they're all dead. <sighs> so let's go to some kind of sort of happier. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it in Naomi. I don't. I Well, let's quickly get to Naomi. Let's do Naomi and drummer first. Okay. Because that's what kind of starts everything is apparently the good doctor has informed Dawes that yes, he is still receiving a signal from the proto-molecule. And of course, Dawes breaks all ties with Johnson. True. But you're not which, crazy. Right. Which ends up getting uh, to the other uh, heads of the factions. Now, really quick, I have to stop you. He gets this incoming message from Dawes. And right. Drummer kept saying, take it in there, take it in there. Yes. Do you think had he take it, taken it privately, none of the what happened in this episode would have happened? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Okay. Because we still had our doubts about Drummer. Yeah, my doubts Until are... the very end of the episode. That's true. Was even Holden accuses her of leaking the information. So you don't really know what side she's on because you see her in the previous episode interacting with Dawes, and yet she's working for Johnson. Right. But and when Naomi and her are interacting, I'm still questioning some of it because she's like, yeah, I used to work for him. And she seemed really teary-eyed. Right. And I still think it was a as a child. Okay. See, I was thinking somehow he may have manipulated her and then she was ticked that she got played. Right. Hmm. Yeah, there, there was something that he did to her that caused her to leave Cersei's. Oh, I meant at Tycho Station. That I feel like she got manipulated again and just feels horrible. And then she realizes Dawes is out for Dawes. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, but so they just, yeah. Holden, um, Drummer and Naomi have to f try to track down where this signal is coming from. Of course, Naomi is paranoid that it's the sample that is... Squirreled away. 
squirreled away, yes. But we find out that no, as Naomi takes a huge deep of, <laughs> sigh of relief. Oh, yeah. That it's actually coming from Ganymede. Well, I think everybody else took a big sigh of relief, too. But I, the whole time I'm like, damn it, it's your fault, Naomi. But I still love your character. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wishing it was coming from Venus. I that meant Miller and we, Julie were yeah, still alive. No, no, we have not heard the end of that. No, there's no, no way. I don't think so. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So, oh crap, what's going to happen? We need to get back to Ganymede. What were they doing? Who's on there? Who's left? Dun dun. dun. Right. And of course, they find out that Ming is at, on the station, so they grab him and have a discussion with him, finding out that yes, his daughter is there and was supposed to meet with her pediatrician. And as they do their digging, trying to tie anybody that was at Ganymede with protogen, guess who happens to be the one tied to protogen? Why? Why does it have to be the pediatrician? Exactly. (laughs) Damn you. Who's uh, an extremely good geneticist. And then they find what's in his pocket. Right. And this is where I'm sitting there going, okay, don't, no, please, no, maybe, wait, yes, no. And it turns out it's a soybean. Right. Which made me feel so much better. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, you bastard. I know right. you've got something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thankfully it wasn't the protomolecule. Because that's what he did. So apparently, you know, it's like he has it on him. Maybe he hadn't had a chance to plant it yet. Right. So, I mean, small little thing to take with. He can replant somewhere and then hopefully keep planting off of it. But he's not concerned about that. He's concerned about his daughter. And when they're like, give me all the information you have about that doctor. And, oh, hey, the company lets you see your kid wherever. That's what they do, right? Play back what the last thing was on her. Right. And we see the doctor and her leaving an hour before the attack actually started so he knew about the attack so, as well right so show of hands who else was ticked with that one yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so he's taking the kid what's he doing to the kid how many other kids did he take and maybe that's why doris said the kids are on another ship because right. they just knew that they were evacuated but didn't know the when or why right i kind of expect that that's probably what happened oh god just making my stomach hurt. Hurt. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? You're going to give me an ulcer. Yes. So they find this out and they're like, we have to go back. We have to try to find out. But how are they going to do that? Because Mars pretty much has it like roped off. Right. <sighs> what are they going to do? And of course, as they're making their plans, they've got to turn around and save Johnson because the... Leaders of the clans have decided they're taking over the station and go in and attack the control room. They shoot Drummer, which finally puts to rest any ideas that she is still loyal to the Belters, at least. Or at least think that... um, See, I didn't think that until the end with her. I thought because they didn't shoot her in the head like they shot the other people. Right, yes. Then... Yes, they still could have been shooter to make it look good. Just in case something goes wrong, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and Johnson, and our, yeah. <laughs> Johnson was just like, "You might as well shoot me. I'm not giving you the launch codes. I'm not unlocking those missiles." Right, you're not getting them. No. 
because you'll turn around and point them at Earth and fire them. And then what's going to happen? They're going to turn around and they're going to shoot freaking Tycho Station. And then what? Belters are just going to keep dying because you guys are just hot-headed. Right. And not that Dawes has been any better since he made a little, like, you were hiding this, yada yada, and now I'm gone and I'm going to go do this for the belt. Right. You... Give it to the belt. <sighs> yeah, Dawes isn't giving anything to the belt. I'm sorry. He's... <laughs> uh, I was shaking my head and rolling my eyes a lot because I was just mad. Right. But, like you were saying, Holden and Naomi had their moment. They talked. Holden came clean with everything. Obviously, Naomi has not said that she did not destroy the sample. Right. So that's kind of scary what's going to happen. But I love that Holden keeps telling her, you're the reason I can come back to being the person I am. I know you will bring me back. Right. And that was really sweet. But I felt like she was almost scared about that because she is holding out. Right. It definitely affected her a lot, I think, because... At this point, I didn't really think that she knew quite the depth of the relationship between her and Holden. And I think Holden really kind of laid it out there. And she wasn't, I think she's glad to hear it. But at the same time, she's petrified because of what she's done with the sample. That she could lose the best thing that's ever happened to her. Well, let's hope they can work through it all. But right, we don't know. <laughs> Something because something more important came up. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, the uprising where you had the belters, the crazy guy with the skull, like under his skin on his chest. That was creepy. Right. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, they're in there. They're trying to do everything. And that's why Amos was outside. They figure out, OK, we got to cut the oxygen. They screw with the CO2 scrubbers. Now that's going to start messing with them, but not enough. Yes. So Amos is outside. He cuts the oxygen. They all pass out. Johnson is trying to get to the gun. The same time as the main bad guy is trying to get to the gun, they both just knock out. In comes our guys. Yay! You know, they're they're trying to save everyone. They turn the air back on after they get the OPA guys kind of rounded up. Right. Like, okay. And and Johnson is still kind of sort of awake because he's like, help drummer first. Right. They slap a bandage on. They're like, okay, we got to get you out of here. We got to get you to the med bay. And as Alex is trying to take her out, and everybody's up because the air is back on. She grabs his gun and shoots the two OPA guys in the head and then walks right. out on her own like, screw uh, this, I yeah. got it. <laughs> Until that moment, I was still iffy. And I'm going to be honest, I still have questions like maybe she was just pissed because it went bad. Or this still could have been part of Dawes' plan. Jeez. It really could. It, this gets rid of his competition in the belt. That's true. I didn't even think about that. That's why I, I kept thinking maybe she's being manipulated somehow, some way by God. Uh -huh. Yeah, still could be. I mean, yeah, it's possible she could be his daughter for all we know. Oh, there's so many questions. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you, writers and executive producers. Anybody who's read the book, if Drummer is in there and you know this, just send us an email. I won't share it. Because I don't want to spoil it for everybody else, but I need to know. Right. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Please. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. This was a crazy episode. Yes, it really was. It was very emotional and extremely complex for, you know, we were kind of expecting to see Bobby and Avasarala face off on Earth. I have a feeling that's, that's coming. Yes, that's coming next week. But what an episode to uh, put in to kind of shoehorn between those two. Right. 
Because, of course, at the end, you know, Holden tells Johnson, we're going to Ganymede. And he's saying, you know, there's, you know, you didn't destroy the protomolecule when you, when it went into Venus. There, there's others out there. So just forget about it. Worry about us. And Holden isn't wired that way and basically says, nope. And Johnson tells him, well, don't come back. I just think it was kind of funny then because he's like, you might not be in charge anyway when I get back. It's like, oh, that's right. And he may not. And they just saved him. So, you know, you'd think Johnson would kind of say as much as I don't think you should. You still are welcome here. But no. And maybe that's the whole thing is Johnson's got to get his ducks in a row now because basically it's he's not OPA as far as the Belchers are concerned. So we now have this one lone station out there that who knows is wanting to come after, but he's got about 30 nukes. So we'll see. I know it's crazy. <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. I don't know, Steve. This was nuts. <sighs> okay. There's not that many episodes left of this either. And no, they're there ramping this up to like crazy levels. Yes. So you guys have to hang on with us the same way. Tweet with us, you know, Text or text us. <laughs> Tweet, write us, whatever. Let us know what you think. You know, everything's over at fangirlzone.com. Let us know. Wow. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Make sure you rate and review us at all the platforms that you find us on because good reviews help other fans of the show find us. And we really do hope you're enjoying it. And if you want to come on, we can plan for the finale. You know, let us know you want to be part of it because this is crazy. So, Steve, yes, this episode was really ramped up. I'm ready for the next one. Yep. Either you're doing an incredibly shitty job or you're no longer in control of the people who work for you. That could be so many things. My gosh. Okay. Until next time, everyone. <laughs>